Welcome back to Between the Threes. I am your host, Tommy Krejak. I'm here with uh, Camden and Dakota as well. Um, we got our first official guest on this podcast, so kind of stay tuned. We're going to ask her a couple of questions. Uh, our guest is Lauren Beard. She uh, is a former UT volleyball alum, and uh, we're going to talk some fantasy football with her later. But uh, first, uh, we kind of want to get into some just some news around uh, the sports world today. So... Biggest headline of the week. Let's hear it. Dwight Howard absolutely <laughs> going bonkers in Taiwan. You ready for this? Ready. You ready for this? Ready. Dwight Howard literally scored 38 points, like 25 rebounds, uh, and like 12 assists. The dude, yeah, 38 points, 25 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 blocks, and he took 10 threes. That's like us going to like the local YMCA and playing like 10-year-olds. Literally, it'd be so fun. Literally, like Dwight Howard was bringing the ball up the court, calling <laughs> ISO, running plays, like driving to the basket, dishing it out. Like it was, it was stupid. It was literally like watching like NBA 2K and making a seven foot point guard, and he's just doing everything he wants to do. You know that like he's having a lot of fun doing that. Oh, 100%. he's having the time of his life. He's probably like going out partying every night. Also, like he is oh. having. Such a good time. One hundred percent. Newfound love for basketball when you start oh, yeah. putting up those stats again. Of Shooting course, ten threes a game. Love. He's got the whole stadium in Taiwan literally just screaming like Dwight Howard and like <laughs> kids have jerseys already. Like it's stupid. It's probably a lot more fun than playing with LeBron. A hundred percent. He's probably having Well, nobody has fun playing with LeBron because everybody hates LeBron. Yeah. But one of the one of the plays that he had is like an inbound pass under the basket and the dude just lobs it up. And Dwight comes up, catches it, like, behind the head, two-hand slam, just, like, rattles the whole gym. And the thing, like, the stadium erupted. I mean, he's yeah, They've never seen anything like it over there yeah. in Taiwan. He's I want to know what the second tallest person on the court is. Oh, maybe, like, six, seven, six, eight, maybe. He's probably got him beat by a good, like, five or six inches. It's, it's, there's got to be a box score that can tell you that. Oh, or, or like, I mean, I does Taiwan, there might well, be like not one other guy that's really tall, but he's probably like so bad at basketball. Does Taiwan even have a box score? Like, does anybody know that? I don't know. They could. <laughs> they could. I didn't know he was over there playing yeah. until last night. No, I didn't know either. Like, I didn't, I literally didn't know until I saw it come on my Twitter. I assumed he was still on a ro- an NBA roster somewhere. I did too. <laughs> I not thought, playing. I thought he was just uh, either bench player somewhere or just, I know they wouldn't send him to the G League because he, he wouldn't. No. He would not. Yeah. Take that. So, but we obviously have to talk about something that could have changed the whole foundation of the DFW, and that was TCU last Saturday, or this Saturday, yeah, last night. Last night. What? Okay. Were what you all you, watching that game like live? Yeah. No, I was watching that game. What do you think? Okay. No timeouts. You're like what? Thirty-five yards away. Forty yards away. Uh, Griffin's got to kick a field goal, and you've got seventeen seconds left. How in the world, like, and people that played football in high school or college have told me, like, hey, you actually practice that. Like, that is the right move. Yeah, they said that they practiced it multiple times this week. There's no way that that was the best solution for that moment. Is to give your kicker a game-winning kick to keep your season alive to go to the final, to the playoff, and he couldn't even take his steps. There that, wasn't enough time. That was the only option. Because it was fourth down. It's not like they could have spiked it or anything. No timeouts, nothing. Fourth down. I think it almost helps Griffin because he doesn't have to think about the kick, right? He just runs out there on the field. He takes one breath. It's snapped, and he puts it in. Absolutely. But 
no false starts. Like they, yeah, that's actually pretty good. The snap, like I'm literally watching it right now. The snap was placed at four seconds. Usually in situations like that, someone's not set. Oh yeah. And so for them to all be set and ready to go, it shows like obviously they did practice it. The probability you can't pull of that a, off without practicing. Yeah, that. like the probability of a flag right there was like so high. Yeah, I was looking at some tweets from like past kickers that said Griffin not taking the steps is the most impressive thing about it. Like he just ran out there and just all natural. Oh, that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Where you step back from the ball and then step yeah. over to yeah. the. Yeah, he left. didn't do any of that. Yeah, he yeah. just like. He literally walked up and said, yep, that blade of grass. Like, this looks good, yeah. Yeah, he's like, this feels right, and then just went and booted it. And he drilled it. Like, absolutely drilled it. I yeah. didn't even think about That's way more impressive now that I that you guys mentioned that. Did y'all see Dez's tweet? No. He tweeted, Baylor was ready to storm the field. TCU kicker like, nah, sit y'all ass in them stands. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Dude, that's... All the Baylor students were, like, all on the first row ready to storm. And they had to sit back down. <laughs> what it, what's the official distance of that field goal? I didn't even look 41. to see. 41. 41. Okay, that's, that's a, that is a good field goal, especially with all the variables that happened. Oh, man. That, I mean, he missed an extra point during the game. Yeah. Like, they would have lost by one. Oh, yeah. And no. so to come back and have the confidence to win the game for him after missing an extra point, I mean. Dude's got some, dude's got some guts for sure. Yeah. Uh, but an I don't think we got to talk about this last week. Did y'all see Mike Pereira on his, uh, you know, Mike Pereira is like one the, of the officials where he like comes in. And he's like, yeah, they call oh, it. that's not like the right play. Like, that's got to be one of the best jobs ever. Yeah, it's got to be one of the best jobs. But did y'all see his uh, official review when the Bucks in Seattle were playing in Germany and they like went to him in L.A.? No. So, oh, is this uh-huh, the uh, I, okay? All right, uh-huh. I'll let you explain. I, I so, know what you're talking about. So basically, a flag goes on the field. They call Mike Pereira. They're like, "Hey, Mike, what do you think? You're official review guy." He's like, he starts giving his take, yada yada yada. But the camera like goes to him in like studio and it, like shows him when he's talking about it. Well, he thought he was off camera, and he like is looking at someone behind the camera and is like sticking his tongue out like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like kind of like a like an old man like licking his lips like weird creepy vibe. And he was still on broadcast. And then he just walks off the camera and I, I'm watching it right now. I don't want to. What, what, what do you say if like you're the people who are like, all right, let's go over to Mark. Mark what was it, Mike Pereira? Mike Pereira. Yeah. Mike Pereira. He's got to be bored all day because he only does probably like once or twice a game. Comes on. For three hours. Yeah. He's sitting yeah. there for three hours and then he gets like once or twice a game for, <sighs> for controversial calls. Disgusting. It's a great job. I mean, it is a good job. But you know who... I think should be fired. Dan Blandino. I hate that man. He's the one that came on the broadcast and said that Dez's catch was not a catch. It Even was incomplete. The NFL already cleared that it was a catch, yeah. right? Like after, like and two or three years after. But I blame I blame Blandino. Like I have gotten Blandino and we have gotten Blandino in our lives with DFW Sports more times than I can count. So since they came out and said it was a catch. Should we be able to go back to that 2014 playoffs and rerun our championship run back? I don't even think we have to. I think we won. Like, that's our Super Bowl. We won. Yeah. I agree. Like, wins the parade. Yeah. We're like UCF when UCF beat, like, this team, that team, and this team. But, like, Alabama lost to that team. So, like, now UCF is in national championships because they beat the team that beat the team that beat Alabama. So, like. And they made rings and everything saying national champions. (laughs) Just put it in the rafters. (laughs) 
Put it in the rafters. They might have. Should we make a banner that says like Super Bowl, like Cowboys Super Bowl victory of like that year because we beat the Green Bay Packers and the Green Bay Packers got beat by this team and that team got beat or beat that team? I think it's only right. I think it's only right. I mean, that's how that's the way the world works. I don't make the rules. That's all I'm saying. We won. Did y'all see Giannis in the ladder situation the other night? I no. So he went four for fifteen from the free throw line in Philadelphia. And he just wanted to work on his shots after the game. You yeah. know, yeah. normal. Bad performance. Wanted but he grind. wanted to do it on, like, the main court. And the arena staff are trying to, like, get the the court ready for the next game, other events. And so they have, like, a ladder out there trying to, like, doing something with the goalpost. And he goalpost? Up, yeah. The backboard. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you call it a goalpost? A goalpost? No, no, no. I don't think that. I don't know what the technical term is. Yeah, some people call it that. I just call it a backboard. <laughs> I think. Is that wrong? Let's call it a basketball hoop, maybe. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. And he comes over there, and he, like, scoots it to the side a little bit, and then they scoot it back over, and he comes just, like, shoves the goal or the ladder on the ground. Is there is there not another one that he could shoot on in that court, or are they doing it? This, you would uh, think. Right. Where, where was he at? Was he in Philly? He was in Philly. So does... Is Philly too broke to afford a third goal? <laughs> like, can they only afford two? Because they have to pay James Harden so much money? I think that's what they came out and said, yeah. That they can't afford. Have you ever wondered how much those basketball goals cost? I mean, they got to be 20 grand plus. Oh, they've With got how to... much technology is on them? They've got to be insane. Like, there are millions of wires on those things. Yeah. They got cameras from the top for, you You can see, like, uh, if people pin it off the backboard on a block or... Or even like the free throw cams, you know, yeah. that they show. And then you got like the shot clock up there. and They've got to be worth stupid Well, money. and then because Shaq was so strong back in the day, they had to make it to where if a 300-pound man is hanging on the rim, it can withstand that as well, too. So when, this is true. When BT3 makes it big time, I'm going to get one of those for like my front, my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it outside in the weather and people are just going to be like, wow. That's... It would be such a flex. Yeah, put put it down to nine feet so you're just yamming on it the entire time? Eh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't do nine? Does, does it go down to eight? No. If I want to throw some yams, I want it to be on eight. Makes me feel better. But, <laughs> dude, speaking about Philly, if Philly, the city, is happy again with another championship, I am going to cry myself to sleep. They don't deserve it. They don't. They really don't. They are... I, I despise Philly when as a city. When was the last time a Philly fan donated to a charity? Never. Never in history. <laughs> right? Because they're horrible human beings. I've never seen a receipt. But the Philadelphia Eagles signed the Dominican Sioux. And they are going all in. When you start... And you, you said this earlier. When you start signing veterans to like half-year deals, one-year deals... You are going like all in on this like on this current season. And if the Philadelphia Eagles go and win a Super Bowl and the city of Philly is happy again, I am going to scream and I'm gonna cry because they do not deserve it. They are bums. They are bad humans. At least the Phillies didn't win the World Series. Oh, dude. But we had yeah. to see Houston win it. Yeah, <laughs> I would have rather it was a lose lose. No. It, it, no, 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 no. I Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a hot take. Which one would I rather see lose, Philly I think or Houston? I would say Houston. I can't. I For some reason, Phillies fans and Eagles fans are obviously the same people, but I feel like Phillies fans are a lot better people than the Eagles fans, but they're the same people. I can see that. But uh, yeah, let's get into our interview with, with Lauren. Uh, we've got some great topics going on. We talk a lot of UT volleyball. A little UT sports, the hype, and we get in some fantasy since she's a fantasy wizard and she tries to help me on my horrible, horrible fantasy season. 
All right, let's get into uh, some questions with Lauren. Thanks for having me on the podcast, you guys. She is a UT Volleyball alum, so we got some uh, UT Volleyball that we're going to cover, and uh, big into fantasy football, um, so we're kind of going to go over a little bit of her fantasy team and some fantasy advice. Um, I know Dakota needs it. So Lauren, thank you uh, for coming on, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about how it was to be a D1 athlete with UT Volleyball? Yeah, it was a great experience for me. I definitely had some of the coolest experiences, you know, that I'll probably ever have in my life, but it was definitely, you know, challenging overall. Was it? Was it actually hard? Uh, Yeah, it was extremely hard, uh, especially mentally. <laughs> if you're not like the best person, um, it can be difficult, you know, when you're always comparing yourself to these great people who come to Texas to play volleyball, who walk in and, you know, are just awesome at volleyball. And, you know, you're always fighting for playing time and fighting to get on the court. And, you know, that can be really tough on your mental health. And I definitely struggled with that a lot of the time. But it definitely makes you grow as a person. I mean, that seems hard, but have you ever ran a podcast before? Because that's super <laughs> draining, like mentally. And have you had to like re-record one? Yeah, I mean, that, clearly these these wires right here. I think I think that's uh I think you're right on the on the dot with that because UT is kind of in a way like one of the dynasties of women's college volleyball, right? It is, yeah. I mean, they're consistently in the top five in the country, and I think over I can't remember what the exact number is, but over the past like ten years, they've gone to like eight final fours and then the two years i i was there so 2015 and 2016 we went to the national championship so, wait so you you said final four is it is it almost like a march madness bracket yes it's exactly like a march madness bracket oh. wow and then the final four is in one place yeah okay yeah well so take me back into like 2015 2016 because if it's like the pinnacle of what everybody say says it is like being you know 18, 19 years old, going to UT to play volleyball has got to be like this, like, you've got to have like a little kid moment of like, holy crap, like, I'm on the court in a national championship for UT, like with a Longhorn logo on, like, kind of walk me through the first time that you went on a court and like a big moment like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I can remember the my freshman year, our first games, it's like a, in preseason, we play um, a lot of games, usually a bunch of several big schools, but the first few games are a bunch of against smaller schools normally. Um, and I started my freshman year, at least at the beginning. Um, and I remember when my coach told me that, and when I started and went in the first game, I was like, what am I going to do? And I was playing, <laughs> I, you know, I've always played in the back row and been a libero or a DS, but I was actually playing right back. So the pos so the position on the court that the setter normally plays in. And mm. I've never played that before in my life until I got to Texas. And so I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even know really how to play this. <laughs> because, I mean, you have to angle your arms so differently to get the ball to go where you want it to go. And, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. And I was definitely freaking out every second I was out there because <laughs> yeah. I do not want to make a mistake. National but, stage yeah. position you don't play very often. Like, yeah, no, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, but in that, in that little tournament, 
um, my freshman year, the first few games, because we played several schools in one weekend. Um, I had this really good save that's actually still on YouTube, <laughs> and it was it was on TV, and it was called the Toyota Turning Point of the Game. No. And it was me running to get this ball, and I, like, one-armed it. And, yeah, so... What do I have to Google to look at that? You you go to YouTube the Toyota and turning you just point type of in the UT game. Volleyball versus Santa Clara 2015. Yeah. And it'll bring up like a UT Volleyball highlight real thing. And it'll talk about it. I'm going to huddle. And I don't know if it specifically references, if it says Toyota turning point in that clip, but it is that exact play. Just a sneaky plug. Yeah. Just a sneaky and, plug. And hey, go look me up on YouTube. Look at my amazing yeah. place. And one time my friends in law school found it. Or not like they were my friends in law school, but not my close group of friends. It was like my peers at school. Yeah, just classmates. Yes. And they found it and like had a ball with it. And it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. But yeah. uh, so we all kind of grew up in the same area. Arlington High School, volleyball player. You're playing with friends that, you know, you've grown up with your whole life. Kind of like talk about the step and the leap that it has from like going from high school volleyball. I feel like there's a huge gap from that to like UT or like NCAA, like the bracket, the championships. Like kind of walk me through like the bigger jumps of high school sports to to college sports. Yeah. So in high school, I mean, you have to play with it's kind of just the luck of the draw with the people who are in your area and like you know my high school team was pretty good um at the time that I was a junior and a senior um but in college everyone is basically just as good as you or better um and everyone was better than me um um, not a lot of confidence um it's like everyone is good, and so you are always having to be on your A game. And one thing that's definitely noticeable is the speed of the game. Everything is just so much faster. The passes, the sets, the hits. The points are over faster because people are hitting the ball so much faster or serving the ball so much harder. Um, also, in high school, it's best – actually, no, I take that back. In high school, it is best three out of five, and so is college. Um, but in club volleyball growing up, it's always best two out of three and every game in college is best three out of five. So, you know, it's definitely tougher on your body, I guess. It's just longer matches in college, I guess. Um, but also just the day to day life is a lot different in college because your whole life ends up revolving around volleyball because that's, I mean, I don't want to say why you went to college, but it does take up a lot of your time because it's not why I went to college, obviously, but from about noon to nine o'clock at night, I am doing something volleyball related and not really school related. I was about to say, it probably would change because I remember at least just sports in general in high school was uh, almost a joke in the sense of like I was eating McDonald's and Chicken Express and then Tommy would go run track or we'd go do something and then came to go play golf or I would, you know, practice baseball with, you know, three KFC uh, chicken fried steaks in my stomach. Right, yeah, <laughs> that was the potatoes. same for volleyball. We would eat golden chick before our games in high school. Y'all didn't do that at UT? Absolutely They didn't not. cater chicken express like pregame meal? I wish. Actually, on we usually had Sundays off. If it like Normally our schedules worked to where we would have Sundays off. And I remember we had a Canes next 
There's a Cane's really close to campus, and I would always get Cane's on Sundays. So cheat meals were Sundays. So cheat meals were Sundays, yeah. yeah. Cheat meals were Sundays. But, like, we pretty much had, like, we had an athlete, like, an athletic dining hall, and so, and we had to eat basically every, I mean, like, we had to eat every meal there. Had to? I mean, like, yeah, because we would get done with our workout. Oh, so time-wise. Yeah, and they would be like, okay, go up to the dining hall and eat so that you can, like, get your protein in 30 minutes after your workout. So like, and it was like, where else are we going to go? Like it's the athletic dining hall, like they Canes. Have food for us. Go to Cane's. <laughs> Did they have like a bunch of options or oh, is it yeah. just chicken and rice? No, no. They had tons of options, like, but crate. Give me like something nobody would think is in that dining hall. Compared like, to like a regular student dining hall. No. Okay. We, we can't compare that. That's like, com- I mean, they had like chefs. Like these are like people who like went to culinary school running this kitchen. That's not dumb. just like, that's so cool. like, there's, okay. Actually one of the, my friends I went to high school with worked in that kitchen and he was going to culinary school in Austin at the same time. And like, he is now a chef. So these like aren't cafeteria no, workers these are not by cafeteria any means. Cafeteria workers, no. Like, were y'all getting like steak, lobster, like that I mean, kind of stuff? No. Or are you just like? I mean, like they might have had steak protein, like, every pancakes. now and then, but it was more just it was more like dishes. Like, they there was always a pasta bar where I and I always got pesto pasta. I'm obsessed <laughs> with pesto. You should know that about me. And um. That is where that obsession started because they always had a pasta bar and their pesto was so good. And then they always had a yogurt bar. We were sponsored by Chobani. And so I would eat yogurt every meal. Also, they had a cereal bar. So I would eat like Cocoa Puffs for every meal. That's that's one thing. <laughs> you did so much working out that you were starving at all times. And so whenever we like were eating, I would eat so much. And you would and, eat good. Yes. And I was lifting so much. I was gaining so much muscle. And so I literally weighed like 20 pounds more than I weigh right now. And so when I quit, I just lost like a bunch of weight. All of it. Yeah. No more deadlifts or hand cleans? No, absolutely. I, I could not tell you the last time you don't, I did you don't, one of those. What's your PR deadlift right now? You don't deadlift anymore? <laughs> no, I work out at Hotworks. <laughs> <laughs> What a step. You go from UT volleyball of like doing all this like professional weightlifting, all that kind of stuff, and then culinary like chefs at your cafeteria. And now we're we're at Hotworks. Yeah. And then I'll drive through like Panda Express on my way home. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you will. Yes. I know Camden's yes, a big fan of Panda too. He is. That's a lot of protein right there. It is. Panda Express It's a good post-workout meal. Yeah. What's your, what's your order at Panda Express? It depends. So if I'm really hungry, I'll do a plate with... Whoa. Okay. The chow mein at Panda Express <laughs> is delicious, but recently I'm kind of been on a fried rice journey. So I've been going <laughs> a journey. <laughs> yeah. So I normally don't get fried rice, but I've been getting fried rice lately. And then for the meats, I'll get orange chicken and kung pao. Nice. In Lubbock, they had something they used to have here, but they don't have it here any- anymore. They had honey sesame chicken. And that was good. Yeah. But they don't have it here. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I just I just want to know if Panda Express has like the Lauren uh menu just like hey this is what our celebrity guest lauren gets oh. every time she comes through no definitely. no you don't have a meal no. after you damn no yeah. thought we had a celebrity guest <laughs> <laughs> not quite <laughs> kind of like tell me the difference between the ut hype and like other schools hype like i know like i guess stanford's got a good school nebraska like these are other teams that are like 
those are good volleyball schools. Like, is there a comparison of like, hey, I play UT volleyball, kind of like a pedestal that that's on? Um, yeah, I think, I, I guess Nebraska can kind of say the same is that they're consistently good. Texas is consistently good. I cannot tell you the last time that they've just like fallen off. Whereas I can't tell you the last time Nebraska's just like fallen off. Literally the first year you left, they fell off. hundred <laughs> percent. UT fell off. Hey, they have not made it back to the, actually, no, they did make it back to the national championship game a couple years ago, but yeah. they lost. Um, yeah. Was it to Nebraska? I don't remember. I don't think so though. I don't remember who it was against. But they, like the top schools in volleyball are Nebraska. These are like generally. Like dynasty type yes, of. Yes. Yeah. Nebraska, Texas, Minnesota. The Midwest schools are Penn good. State. I'll say Penn State. Yeah. And then most recently, Louisville. Really? Yeah. You got to put Stanford in there. I, I was going to say Stanford, yeah. but they've. They have fallen off. Yeah. So, like, in football, like, the SEC is king, right? Like, SEC possibly will have, like, what, three teams maybe in the yes. in the playoff yes. this year? Is okay. there a conference that's yes. like that? Yes. It is the Big Ten. Really? Yes. Okay. Midwest is Midwest. the best of volleyball. So, does that mean but UT has... But then you have has, your outliers, like UT. Yeah. So, does that mean UT has, like, an easy road every time? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor. Baylor's pretty good. Yeah. That's usually, like, who is, like, their, like biggest competitor when i was in school at ut it was kansas and kansas was like top 10 in the country every single year but now kansas they're still good but they're just like not the same yeah um but now baylor's pretty good there's some other big 10 schools who are generally yeah always pretty good those are those are usually who's good but i think texas texas is different from other schools because texas is like besides football they're good at like every besides like the major sports basketball. They're pretty pretty average. I mean, they're they're what? doing good this year. Okay, they're oh. doing good this year, but they normally like fall off. She you literally know what just I'm put saying? a hand okay. in Cameron's yeah, face, like, like shut up. <laughs> they generally fall off, and then we we all know football, but and like baseball. the other sports that you don't hear about, like, like diving, diving, golf, rowing, swimming, rowing. Yeah, those sports they win the national championship every single year. Like I'm not kidding. All the sports you just named every single year. Tennis. Tennis, yeah. So Hey, they didn't win in meat judging though. A and M won that. <laughs> yes, yes sir. sir. And we're good at academics, so I think that's what makes Texas different. Yeah. Yeah. Good academic school. Kim <laughs> just gave me the ugliest look. <laughs> You'd know. even go to UT. I didn't you know went anyone to ever, No, I just didn't know no one ever questions that. I didn't know that was a most people that know UT is a good academic school. No, people know that. I just yeah. want I just wanted the rise out of you. Oh, I was and just, you gave it to me. I was just so confused. I was confused. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, do you want to go into fantasy football? Because I know she's big on fantasy football and you need some help. <sighs> Stop. All right. Yeah. Talk about fantasy football. All right. Okay. So I know we got a screenshot sent to us from you on your team, uh, but yeah. I want you to walk through it with us. Let's it, at talk least <clears throat> fantasy football. Let's hear draft and trade options. Or well, uh, First, we'll go through each player. All right, yeah. He, yeah, here's my team, and to preface, this league is my law school friends, so here's my team. My quarterbacks are Gino and Tom, but this week I had to start Aaron Rodgers because they were both on a bye. So you have three quarterbacks in your roster. I have three quarterbacks on my roster, and here's why. <laughs> I drafted Tom Brady. He was the last player I took out of all of these people, 
um, because I was the 12th, I had the 12th pick in the draft and every time it came up for me, I had the opportunity to take Justin Herbert at one point and every time the opportunity presented itself for me to take a quarterback, it just became more important for me to take some other player. And so eventually I just had to take Tom Brady. Um, Which is probably not the worst. It's not the worst, but he, uh, he's not he, top. he has not had a great season. He's not top five. He's No, he's not top 10. He might not be top 15. <laughs> Isn't he doing I'll tell better? You, I will tell you, he's 14. Oh, Tom Brady. But anyways, so... He, he just wasn't cutting it for me, and so I'll tell you how I got Gino in a little bit, but I just can't get myself to give up Tom Brady in case Gino falls apart, so that's why I still have him on the bench. But anyways, had to pick up Aaron Rodgers this week. My running backs are Zeke, Kenyon Drake, Jeff Wilson, and James Robinson. Oh, and I also picked up Kyron Williams, who is the Rams' third-string quarterback, who they may or may not eventually start because the Rams running backs suck. Oh, did I say quarterback? I meant yeah. running back. My bad. Yeah, well, their first string running back is god awful in Cam Akers. Yeah, you know, and so is their second string one. So yeah, we don't have to talk about the fact yeah. that I wasted like a third round pick on him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll skip yeah, no, over that. Yeah, he's bad. That's okay, and then garbage. perhaps the biggest, the saddest thing that's happened to me all season on the IR, we've got Brees Hall. All That's right. a tough one. Yeah, it's tough. And then I started out the season with also Travis Etienne. All right, then for running backs, we've got Devontae Smith and Devontae Adams. So running I've got backs. You mean wide receivers? Wide receivers. Oh, my gosh. I Man, can't the talk. wizard is really skipping. The wide receivers. <laughs> you are skipping. I was told you were the fantasy wizard. Okay, we're going to cut that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> His editing skills aren't that good. I no, I. <laughs> keeping that in. I'm just kidding. We'll, All right. We'll let that out. All right, and action. All right, then for wide receivers, we've got Devontae Smith and Devontae Adams. Double so D's? We've got, yeah, we've double got Devontae's? Double Devontae's. Okay. That All was right. actually a team name at one point. Double Devontae? Double Devontae's. Do you change your team name, or what is it right now? Yeah, it's Carson Wentz sucks right now. The, um, which is a fact. Yes. But at, at one point, it was Easy Breezy Beautiful. Like, like, <laughs> cover Girl? Like Easy Breezy Beautiful <laughs> Cover Girl, yeah. And then it was... When I picked up Jeff Wilson, it was my name Jeff. <laughs> that's a good one. That's I like that one. That's a pretty good one. But then Jeff, I didn't start Jeff that week or one week, and so I changed it back. Oh yeah, let's go back to me talking about Tom Brady. At one point, the reason why my name is Carson Wentz sucks is because when Tom Brady started sucking at the beginning of the season, I picked up Carson Wentz and started him for a couple of weeks when he was doing really well. And then he started sucking. You picked up Carson Wentz. Yeah, he scored like yeah, he scored like thirty points the first couple of weeks. He did good. Cap. No, I'm Humble not that. kidding. He had a couple of weeks where he that's played what well. I'm t- that's what I'm saying. I I know we're gonna talk about this, but this. you gotta pick up. You gotta make waiver wire moves if you want to be successful. That's no. what I'm doing. Chill out. <laughs> like this is why you're on the podcast. Is to tell me what to do. Don't okay. just like straight up come from my throat real no, quick. I'm just saying. Like help me. Don't accuse me. No, I'm just saying. I'm helping you. That's what you need to do. All right. So Carson Wentz, the first two games of the season was 27.7 and another 27.7 points. And in my league, we get six points for touchdowns. So he's. Oh, so he then he was more. in the 30s. Yeah. Wait, I thought every league gets six. Oh, no. They get four. Quarterback, four. Quarterbacks get four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. See, this is why I need the wizard. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. All right. So then 
my tight end's Travis Kelsey, and every year Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey was our first round pick. For me, that's the key to success. Every year I've I've drafted Travis Kelsey, and every year I've done decent or gotten second place. And so I think the key to success is you gotta have Travis Kelsey on your team. What round did you take Travis Kelsey this year? Well, I was the twelfth. I had the I had the twelfth pick, so I took him twelfth, and then I took Devontae Adams thirteenth. Oh, so you took him first round? You took Travis well, Kelsey first round? Well, yeah, I was either going to take Devontae Adams 12 and Travis Kelsey 13th or Devontae or Travis Kelsey 12th and Devontae Adams 13th. It didn't matter, so I just Wow. So you're telling me you didn't even draft a running back in the first or the second round. There's no good no, running backs no. at 12. And then yeah, I know. And then when it came back around, I did Brees Hall and Travis Etienne back to back. And that and when I that was the opportunity I had to take Justin Herbert and I passed it so I could do two running backs. And then you waited till the absolute last round, and you took Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised he slipped all the way down to the last I'm round. I'm surprised, too, but, yeah. Especially in a 12-person league. Yeah, honestly, it's paid off for me, so. All right. Not then, like yeah, my kicker teams. doesn't. my kickers don't really matter, but the, it's Tyler Bass, and then my defense is the 49ers. All right, then my, like, f- general flex people are Josh Palmer – who doesn't really have any value anymore, and Rondell Moore. Oh, and then I've got Kenyon Drake. I already talked about him. Yeah, Kenyon Drake and Jeff, those are my guys. Those are your guys? Those are my two biggest waiver wire pickups this year, and yeah. Just changed your life? Yeah, so let me talk about this trade that I did (laughs) that honestly ruined the season for me, but it's Brees Hall's fault. So at the time that I drafted, I only had – Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, and James Robinson. So when Brees Hall got her, I only had Travis Etienne and James Robinson, who at the time were on the same team. And James Robinson was barely playing at that point. So I was like, I need another running back. So this guy who's been wanting to trade with me for a long time and really needed a running back or a wide receiver, I was like, okay, great. I really need a running back. We can make this work somehow. So I end up giving him Travis Etienne and Jacoby Myers, and I get Gino, Zeke, and Chuba. Might so, be the first ever trade in history where Geno Smith is involved. It, it, the, and it probably was. Like you traded for – did you like trade for Zeke? Like who was your main focus on that trade? Was it Zeke? Yes, it was Zeke because I needed another running back. And then you said throw in – Yes, I said throw in Chuba or – I. It, Chuba was also included in the trade because otherwise I literally would have only had Zeke and James Robinson. And at the time, James Robinson had not been traded to the Jets yet. Yeah. So he was literally just Travis Etienne's backup. And so Chuba was going to be – and Christian McCaffrey had gone to San Francisco already. Yeah. And we didn't know whether Chuba or Foreman was going to be okay. main guy. And then you were like, hey, so for the value like, – Yes, I was like, give for the Gino. value, give me Gino because Tom Brady was sucking. First time in history, Gino has been like, hey, give me him. Yes. Give me him too. Yes. And and we and we were coming off the week where ETN like blew up. And so I was like, yeah, throw in Gino. Hey, Travis Etienne, one of the best yeah. running backs in the league right now. And but then, does he sell tickets? No. I mean, he's not he's not as handsome as Christian McCaffrey, but if you want to look at the stats, like he is one of the best. Yeah. Stats guy, yeah. Big stats guy. Big stats guy. But then Chuba and Zeke immediately got hurt, like, the yeah. next day. So it really messed me up. But it didn't really matter because I picked up my guy Kenyon and Jeff, and they saved the day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay, well, I want to talk about my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it might be the worst. Okay, a little backstory. I'm in four different fantasy leagues. I don't have a winning record in any of these leagues. Do you have similar players on each of these teams, by the way? Because uh, that, no, that kind could of, happen and yeah, like kind screw of, you over in every single I mean, one. There's, you know, there's not that many players in fantasy football that produce like enough points for you to be like, nah, they're diff- every team's different. But I do have the Cowboys on every all four leagues, the defense. Well, that's good. Actually, actually yeah. that's, a good, that's a good defense. Besides their run defense, it's been awful lately. We'll get into that later. But all right, this league that I'm in, the punishment is to walk from Arlington to Fort Worth. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It is awful. It's a six and a half hour walk. I don't care what direction I have to go. I don't take like 30 or like if I just go down uh, 303 all the way to downtown Fort Worth. Which is honestly a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, that's that's dangerous. I Let's just say if I'm an hour into this walk, I'm praying that a car <laughs> pops a curb and just smokes me. Like yep. I'm, I'm being so serious. I do not want to walk to Fort Worth. But anyways, I'm two and eight. I still have hope because there's like three players that are four and six, and there's one that's three and seven. So I'm, I'm still within grasp. And I've had some bad injuries. I have Kyler Murray hurt. And I, honestly, not that good. Oh, okay, not that good. He's like top ten, so he's better than Tom Brady. Missed fourteen Ooh, over here. I don't know about top ten. I'll be honest. He's number eight on fantasy. Right. I don't know. Kyler's one of my least favorite players in the NFL. So I agree. He just Retweet. plays caught all the time. Um, <laughs> but so I have Kyler Murray hurt, Dallas Goddard hurt, Cooper Cup hurt, and Mike Williams hurt. Okay. So that means I have to play Jared Goff, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, CD Lamb. I don't even know this guy's first name. Rondale Moore, <laughs> Tyler uh, Conklin. Yeah. T. Higgins, which that's not a bad flex. The Cowboys D, and I got Gano off the Giants as a kicker. I, and I'm just going to get this off my chest. I'm third in points scored in this league. The whole league, I'm third. I am first by over 120 points in points against. I am getting railed every week in points and almost winning every week and i simply cannot do it i lost last week by 0.4 yeah it's honestly kind of shocking that you've lost that many games because with everyone healthy your team's not bad i mean the james robinson thing is a problem and honestly aaron jones is also a problem but your your team fully healthy isn't it, isn't terrible no it's so, not terrible. so i don't know how you were losing so many games at the beginning of the season it might be the fact that i just haven't invested enough time and i'm not waiver wiring because you obviously yes. accuse me of that yes you right? you need to yeah you i gotta need to pay attention gotta, to who's getting hurt and pick up people pick up their backups i need to ride the wave i yes. need to get on the wire yes you do but i lost last week because edwards alaire scored zero <laughs> points and i lost by 0.4 and he had three targets and didn't catch a single ball last week. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely on the come down. Put him on the back burner. Yeah. Ah, dude, I wanted to put him on something else. I wanted to put him on the waiver wire is what I really wanted to do. But <laughs> there's nobody else I can fill that gap with. So wait, he's on your bench? Yeah, he's on my bench. He scored zero points last week. He's in timeout. Yeah, I know. I think you should maybe. Who are they playing this week? Oh, uh... they're playing uh, the Chargers. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking you should start him because they have the Chargers have a really good pass defense. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's that's a tough scenario because 
Aaron Jones already played, and James Robinson's oh, game already started. you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not taking T. Higgins out. You're right. As a flex. So I'm just probably going to lose again. I'm going to go 2-9, and nine, and then I just pray that the other guy goes 3-8 and eight and loses another game. And How's the team you're playing? What's he got? Uh, what are you projected, by the way? I know? am projected 100. And he is? 110. <sighs> He's got terrible. Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Adam Thielen, Scary Terry, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts is not a good one, though. What is this? George Pickens, Arizona's defense, and Brett Maher. You got oh, a chance. Oh, no. You got a big chance. You think so? Even with Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Oh, sh- and DeAndre and Swift has not been doing well because Williams has been taking over. Who is his other running back? Oh, Dalvin. Yeah, he'll... That's, that's like his biggest weapon right there. Yeah, because he's playing the Cowboys' defense, and they're not... There no way no. So hey, I, just I think support if you get me. a W this week, honestly. If you tell me if you tell me that and I don't get a W, I'm gonna be upset and I'm gonna yeah. make you walk like a mile with me. Because <laughs> okay. that's that's fine. That's your fault. That's fine. You'll walk a mile. Hey, with me? after this episode, I would really like to look at your waiver wire. I'm serious. It's just, not good, Marcus Mariota. No, not for quarterbacks. For other positions. Okay. We already yeah yeah yeah. Quarterbacks. Hey, throw a little dust on it. Yeah, I will. And I'll give an update next week. Just be like, hey, Lauren. Spiced it up. Oh, yeah. She got me a dub. Mm-hmm. She got me a dub this week. Is this a 12-team or a 10-team league? I think it's a 10-team league. Okay. So you should have some decent options on the waiver wire then. If you pay attention to it and you wake up at 7 a.m. and hit the waiver wire hard. Especially because you'll get the first waiver wire pickup. Big time. You should have been doing that. Hey, man. Don't. Let's not point fingers. I'm having a good Sunday. <laughs> Things are looking up. Don't I do think that Lauren too. figured it out for you. I hope so. Well, Lauren, we do this thing every every podcast where we pick a where are you person, player, any anything in the world that's kind of going on that we say, where are you? What's happening? You fell off. What's going on? So my where are you of the week is actually Ticketmaster uh, because they're nowhere to be found. They crashed. T-Swift came out, released tickets for a big concert, big tour. And Ticketmaster just crashed across the board. And I think this is also the domino effect of Ticketmaster just going out of business. Because now I think artists are going to start selling tickets like privately. And Ticketmaster is not going to get any cut. Because they up, you know they upcharge tickets by like 70 or 80%. Yeah. Like that's stupid. So big ticket is going downhill. Big tickets going downhill. Big like tickets we the people. We want the power back. Like I want to buy tickets for cheap. Same. Same. So what, my where are you the week is Ticketmaster. Because they're going to go out of business. My where are you is going to be Twitter employees. <laughs> they all quit. That's None are left. One. They're all gone. It's just Elon. Dude, I saw a tweet that said he has cut 75% of expenses down. Yeah, and 75% of employees also. Oh, yeah. They were getting like $400 a day for meals. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Payroll is one of your, your biggest expenses, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. part of it. If he can make it work, then great. But where are you Twitter employees? BT3 on Twitter is probably going to be verified here pretty soon. Eight dollars a month. It's cheap. Eight dollars a month. It's really not that bad. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go with an obvious one here. But where are you, Cooper Cup? <laughs> um, you know, I think he came out today. Uh, out four to six weeks. He's in the operating room. Six to, he's he's in the operating six to eight room. weeks. Six to eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, I want to give a shout out to everyone whose fantasy team is going to benefit because of this. I know mine sure will. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Dakota, you know, <laughs> rip to his, but you know. I have Cooper cup. I know, He's but, on my but I'm loving it. 
So I'm not. That's all I gotta say. He was my only consistent <laughs> pillar of like twenty something points a week, and now he's he's out for the rest of the season, basically. So that's great. Hey, thanks, Wizard. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right, Tom? I got one. James Wiseman with uh, Golden State Warriors. He's played eleven games this season, fourteen minutes, seven points per game, four rebounds, one assist. He's down in every single category besides field goal percentage. Hey, stats don't lie. Sounds like a good deal for the Mavs to get him. Uh-oh. And that's what we've been talking about. Did he go – is he, like, sitting the bench, or did I – I thought I saw something that they sent him down to the G League. No. I, don't, I don't think they sent him to the G League. But he's probably on the bench. By low, sell high. They have, what, Looney probably starting? I don't know if Looney's hurt or if he left. At least that's who it was last year when the Mavs played in the yeah. conference finals. Yeah. Well, Lauren, we appreciate you coming on the pod. Do you have any last remarks as you know a UT fan, as a uh, fantasy football connoisseur? I hope Bijan's on my team next year. <laughs> that would be a good one, actually. That would be a good rookie. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> all right. We, uh, we appreciate you, Lauren, for, for being on the, on the podcast. Um, I think now we kind of want to get into a little bit of some uh, DFW sports, uh, maybe with some Cowboys, Mavs, Stars, Rangers. Uh, you guys got anything? Cowboys suck. Disappointing week last week. Yeah, that was tough. Mavs right. suck. No, Mavs do not suck. Mavs suck. Mavs suck. Luca rocks. Dude, Mavs suck. I went to the Rockets game, the, the Mavs and Rockets game this Wednesday. Luca did not play because of rest. I can tell you with confidence we will not win a game unless Luke is on the court. We shot six threes in the very first quarter. Our first six possessions were threes. All of them. Back iron, backboard, air balls. It was awful. But guess what? Christian Wood played, played well. Like he does every time. Every time. And he continues to not get the minutes he deserves. And he came off the bench again and played great. And it doesn't make sense. And I bet he didn't play the last few minutes. Nope. He played really well in that uh, Nuggets game yeah. uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like He plays well in every game. He hasn't played a bad game yet. No, he literally has not played a bad game yet. Uh, no, there was a tweet. I think I sent it to y'all uh, about Christian Woods. Oh, he's he's got like more points yeah. in a certain number of minutes than yeah. big-name people. It was like James Harden, Clay Thompson. At, I'll, let you, I'll let you pull it up, but I... I yeah, so, something along that line. Christian Wood has played 328 minutes this season and has scored 228 total points. Nobody in the NBA has scored more points in less minutes this year. Some players that have scored less points in more minutes this year are names like James Harden, Clay Thompson, Jamal Murray, DeAndre Ayton, and Scotty Barnes, which are big names, huge names. And you're telling me that our center that we traded for this offseason is coming off the bench, playing less minutes, and being way more efficient than all-star caliber players. You would think when a coach saw that stat, they'd be like, hmm, maybe, we should I, pro- should, maybe I should play this guy Maybe a he more. should get more than like 10 or 15 <laughs> Maybe this guy's kind of good. Oh, my gosh. It's it's bad. Like, I saw it in person. It was different watching it in person than it was on the TV because I'm literally sitting there just going, guys, run a play, do something. And the only thing they could do is like Dinwiddie would like make his jab step and then throw it to Tim Hardaway, and then Tim Hardaway would just jack it up immediately. Clank. Clank. Immediately. As soon as he touches that ball, it's a shot. Oh, yeah. Or, like, in Josh Green, I'm going to be honest, 
I'm kind of like starting to like accept your your take on Josh Green. He played well. Like he played actual basketball. Like he he drove the paint. Mm-hmm. He ran pick and rolls. He did some passes. He got a couple assists. Only shot open threes. He didn't try to force anything. But the amount of forced threes that I saw in just the first six minutes, it was unbelievable. What do y'all think the over under is for Tim Hardaway passes this year? I'm gonna set it at ten and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say over, but I honestly, I that's actually a good line. Like, like reasonably, I don't think I've seen a pass from Tim. No, wait, I've seen a pass from Tim Hardaway. I think this we've season. seen a pass, but like assists, yeah. I would set a season high of like twelve. Season that's high probably is twelve. Pretty, yeah, probably pretty accurate. You can, no. you can. I mean, it's awful. Well, let's see here. I'll 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 pull up uh, how many assists. He has. I respect his confidence, though. I mean, the no. dude has the confidence in his shot. But that ball touches his hand, it's going up. No I mean, doubt about it. The the Okay, here's the ridiculous thing. He didn't play a whole, like, all season last year. So now he's just got this, like, ca- it's like cabin fever. He's got to make up for what he lost. Yeah, he's got to, like, now he's like, oh, I, I didn't play last season, so now I've got to shoot the ball twice as much. He's got 2.3 assists per game. So, okay, so he does pass it a little bit, right? Yeah, he passes it more than we give him credit for, but yes. compared to other players, he shoots it. A whole lot more. I want to know when the he pers- it. I want to know the yeah. I, what I would be interested in is if there's an advanced stat that shows you when he touches the ball, what's the likelihood of him putting that shot up? Huh. Yeah, it's got it's got to be fifty percent. And what extremely the, like how long it takes him? What's the average time between catching the pass and that ball yeah. leaving his hands? It's ridiculous. It's but. it's got to be short too. He is a he's a catch and shoot guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he can't dribble at all. Nobody can dribble. Uh. But DFW Sports as a whole is actually kind of making me a little sad right now. Uh, I know there's some some light with the Stars because they're scoring so many points. So many points. I mean, they're averaging, I want to say, like four or five goals a game, which is ridiculous. But the Dallas Cowboys are my heart and soul. They're my number one team. And we got – I don't get it, dude. They I just let us down. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers, for his whole career, is going to have the Cowboys number. He does. Like, that makes no sense. Like he is on a garbage team this year. They are what three and six. They just lost Monday or Thursday night football. They might be three and seven or four and six. What whatever no, it think, is, I think it's four and they're four and seven. I they think. are below five hundred to win. Like winning a football game in the NFL is a big deal. Like if you winning any game, but you have to have to beat teams that are under five hundred if you want to make the playoffs. Especially big you in have the NFC to. East right now. Yeah. Yeah, especially being in the NFC East because you've got. I know the Eagles lost to the Washington, but I think, I think that was kind of a fluke. I think that was just football luck on Washington's side. Like the ball just kind of like fell their way. It was just that you know weird luck of bo- weird bounces. I loved it though. It going oh, undefeated rarely, rarely happens in the, in yeah. the NFL. And Cowboys suck. We're also favored in Minnesota. Minnesota's eight and one. Yeah. How? How are we favored, <sighs> dude? I don't know. That gives me Vegas rat line vibes. Like Vegas knows something. And they want the Cowboys to lose, and that's what they want. Were we favored in Green Bay last week? Yes, by four. Yeah, but four that's because Green Bay is a crappy team. Yeah. Or allegedly a crappy team, even though they just beat uh, the Cowboys. What else we got? What else we I, got? You got any Rangers stuff? I, 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 I'll be honest. I'm Who? A, I'm Rangers. Uh, Who? I, don't, I don't really know <laughs> who the Rangers are. <laughs> I, all I'm waiting for is uh, a pitcher. For the Rangers, yeah, that's that, that. That's all I'm waiting for, and that's the only thing I. I mean, I'd look this week there's to. not really much Ranger stuff. Uh, there was some MLB news. Bryce Harper 
UCL. Oh, yeah. He's going into Tommy John surgery. Uh, uh, a rookie, Julio Rodriguez, or a very young 21-year-old, he just got paid. Uh, Seattle paid him $470 million for a wow. long-term contract. Dude just made money. How old is this guy? 21. 21. Wow. 21. He was also in the uh, Home Run Derby. What does he play? Uh, I think so. I think he plays outfield. Uh, but that's, you know, that's talking baseball. Also, <laughs> stars. We'll talk NHL. Nothing's changed. We're going good. <laughs> stars are first in the Central Division. That's that's all we really need to game. to worry about. Um, they they won their game last night. Yeah. And uh, like you said, offense is there. And we're seeing a little more consistent play from Ottinger, but uh, that's still kind of the, uh, I guess, the question mark around the Stars is defense this year. Because, I mean, you can score all the points you want, but if you're losing a game 5-4, to four, it's not going to yeah. change anything. What do y'all? College football. You want to talk college football? Well, ten- college football. Tennessee lost, yeah. so that's a big oh, dude, statement. Hooker, ACL, MCL, hold knee, all of it's dead. Yeah. Like, all of it's dead. Like, the way he limped off that field and the way he was, like, screaming while he was laying on the grass, like, I, I felt bad. Like, you know when you see injuries where you're just like, oh, he's hurt. And then you see injuries where you're like, oh, he's, he's like, hurt, he's hurt. hurt, hurt. He was, like, screaming on the yeah, field. like, uh, screaming. Yeah. He was running the ball, messed up his knee, and already fumbled before he hit the ground. Like, you knew you were like, oh, dude, that's a 10 out of 10. Like, that dude is... Like, he's the st- extremely sad crying face on, like, the doctor's office walls that says, rate your pain. He is a 10. So, I felt bad because he was going to possibly win the Heisman, too. And it's just, like, Tennessee's, like, whole good season in, like, 20 years is, like, just... I, I feel bad oof. for Tennessee fans just as much as I feel bad for him. Yeah. I mean... He'll, yes. be, he'll be back, though. Next... Well, at, he's mm-hmm. uh, he might get drafted. Yeah. He's going to get drafted. How, I thought he was a... Uh, I mean... No, I, he's I, getting drafted. I, I think he's a junior. Hmm. I guarantee he's probably got another year of eligibility, which he honestly he might, might have back. to come back. Uh, I mean, it's going to hurt his draft stock a lot. Well, I think the injury hurts his draft stock more than him going back one more season at Tennessee. Yeah, same. I think he should come back. Like, if he comes back and he plays well again, like, he will show his draft stock being still high in the sense of, like, yeah, I got injured, but look what I just did. I just won the Heisman. And this is where NIL is going to kick in really big because he can come back next year for Tennessee – and they can still get him an NIL deal that's close to a million dollars. And so he doesn't feel like he's being shorted of an NBA or not an NBA, an NFL contract. Yeah. So I think we might see a couple more people stay a little bit longer with injuries like this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those Tennessee um, boosters right now are probably doing whatever they can to keep him. Oh, 100%. So yeah, I think he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Big college football. Georgia almost lost. Oh, no. Not Georgia almost lost. Michigan yeah. almost lost. No, Georgia did also. Georgia didn't lose. No, they didn't lose, but it was not a pretty game. No, it was not. It was like 9-0, to zero, like almost in the fourth quarter. Yeah, let me see what the final was. But yeah, yeah Michigan lost they, by or won by two. Which wild. I thought, if you guys saw the very end, there was a catch that they were reviewing, and I 100% think it was a drop. I think yeah. Michigan got bailed out. Oh, uh-huh. I'll have to watch it again, but when I was watching the replay, I was like, that is a drop. And I mean, then they said that it standed on a confirmed catch. The NCAA is a business at the end of the day. And who would you rather be in the uh, playoff? Michigan? Not Illinois or Michigan, but like, who would you rather have in the playoff besides Michigan? Like, there's not another big name that's competing in for a playoff spot right now. And if you let Illinois ruin that, like, you just lost so much money. What's really weird is that LSU is sitting with two losses, and they could possibly sneak in somehow. Dude, 
nothing nothing's out of like nothing's out of pocket right now. With, so Tennessee's obviously gone gone. That, yeah. So LSU's probably gonna what move to five? LSU might move to five. You still got two loss Alabama. You've got USC that just beat UCLA. You've got TCU still undefeated. TCU could move down. I mean, only being Baylor, who's they're not good at all. They're not had this argument down. last week. I see it happening. We had this argument ho- last week. I hope you, they say. I hope they say it for you. Can't have a Power Five team go undefeated and not make the college football playoff. Do you, do I agree that TCU is kind of fraudulent in the fact that they have had to win like seven out of like they've had to win like eight or nine games this season off like. Last minute field goals, last minute interceptions, like one possession games, like big one possession games. I think they're going to get exposed, but they are still undefeated. You still have to put them in the in the playoff because they are in the Power Five. And, and if they win, if they win out, you have to. Because what happens next year when somebody else goes, like Clemson goes undefeated in the ACC and wins wins the championship? Do you keep them out because they're just a bad team? It just depends on the year and like what other teams are doing. Do you still think that Tennessee beats TCU? Like, uh, no. definitely not with not, Al, not without Hooker. Okay. No, yeah, not okay. without Hooker. Okay, well then, even though th- they're backup, the new guy, he does look really good. Looks very promising. Do you think LSU or USC would beat TCU? Then, yes, I do. I think LSU and USC beat TCU. USC yeah. looked really good last night, right? USC yeah. looks real good. Caleb Williams' numbers. He might be the Heisman front runner right now. Yeah, now that Hooker's His done. numbers are unbelievable. They were yeah. showing him on the TV last night. They're insane. He's got a cannon. Yeah. yeah. But TCU's quarterback goes undefeated, puts up all these stats, goes to the playoff, plays a good game, but loses. You think he wins the Heisman? I'm a big Duggan fan. He's an ultimate winner. He, no, he is an I mean, ultimate he winner. He wins games. Watching that Baylor game in like the last drive, I was like, yo, this dude like literally will not quit. Like he won't obviously ever be like an NFL quarterback, but he is a. <laughs> you just put that dude in a box real quick. <laughs> I mean, is that? I think he'll get think? drafted. No, I don't know no, if he's, he's gonna, gonna. Yeah, he's gonna get drafted. I don't think he's gonna start. Obviously, his first year he might be be a backup. He'll be like a Colt McCoy. That's he, not a bad career. No, no, it's not. That dude no, is secure. Being a, a backup quarterback career. in the NFL might mm. be the best career option in the NFL. A hundred percent. Yeah, as long as you don't play too well and get that starting job. No, you gotta start. You gotta be just good enough to get to the league, but then play just bad enough to stay back up. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this thing up because uh, we had a great little session with Lauren. We had some Mavs talk, some Cowboys talk. Guys, thank you for joining us this week. Um, this is our official sixth episode. Dang, I believe so. It's going by fast. It's I know. Going by fast. Hey, road to the top. <laughs> the road to the top's pretty. It's a pretty fast road, to be honest with you. <laughs> Especially with BT3 right now. I mean, that speed limit is up there. <laughs> we're we're going to get some some big names, hopefully, in the future. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned. We we're might. we're we targeting a couple people. Yeah. We're not going to tell you who. Our people are reaching out. We're but, making money moves. We're making deals. But I've enjoyed this one. Guys, Camden, Dakota, either one of y'all want to close this out? It's a pleasure as always. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs>